0: Hey, came back. And well, if this is your first time, welcome to the Coming In Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Bartley. This is where we talk about all things reinvention and storytelling. Now, this edition, I guess you would call the living room edition. So this is going to be video. But of course, those of you who are listening via audio, nothing has changed. I probably posted this up somewhere, maybe on YouTube. And what we're going to be talking about today is something that is really pivotal or maybe essentials, probably the better word to what reinvention is all about. Long time ago, almost 10 years ago, I went through this entire journey in New York City. We'll talk about that one day. And I developed a framework called the Anti-Heroes Journey. As a matter of fact, what I'm going to do is, since I am using Zoom, I am going to share with you what it looks like. Let's take a look here. All right, so the anti-heroes journey in the beginning was used as an alternative for individuals, particularly leaders and individuals who have... uh, gone through some sort of experience, most likely a humiliating, perhaps a shaming experience. And they've been telling a negative narrative about themselves that causes them to live in a particular condition for a very long time. And in this case, when I was living in New York City, it was people who were in chronic homelessness. And so what I ended up doing was creating this narrative to help to understand how can we change how people think about certain things. And of course, yes, therapy and all of that does work. And I, I don't say all of that as if you know it's Right, but there are processes that are already in place, professionals that are already in place to help things. But this was my take on what someone can do as an individual to reframe uh, their life. But then I realized this is not necessarily a, uh, a, an all-in-one turnkey solution, like a, a redestination as much as it was a detour. So as you can see here, the hero's journey begins with a call to adventure, And then the person refuses the call, but then there's some supernatural aid that helps to push them in the right direction. And then they eventually cross the threshold. This is where you go from the old world to the new world, the ordinary world to the new world. You get to the belly of the whale experience. This is like when you start to reach your mortality and realize, oh my goodness, this thing is real. You get out of that, but then you have a road of trials Meeting with the goddess, there's a temptation, atonement with the father. This is a huge one. This and apostiosis, which is pretty key when it comes to realizing yourself in a different light. And then the ultimate boon, you get the prize. But then here, all Disney movies end here. But then here's, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back into the old world, but then you have to turn, you have to go back if you want to give back to what you have left behind. And so there's this magic flight, whether if it's a carpet, it's going to be something that allows you to quickly escape from the new world, uh, the rescue from without. Of course, you're going to have help from from the outside crossing the return threshold. And then you become the master of both worlds, the old or the ordinary and the new. I uh, think of people like Neo, one of my favorite, if not my favorite movie from uh, The Matrix, who was able to master not just The Matrix, but also the new world, at least in in uh, in the first movie, I think in the last one, he dies altogether, uh, sacrificing himself. But then you have the freedom to live. And do you know what happens? It happens all over again. You get another call to adventure and you're like, oh my, good. oh my goodness, why me? I- I'm not sure. Uh, should I refuse it? And then the cycle begins all over again. What I ended up doing was realizing that many people are stuck on the refusal of the call. And what happens when you refuse your call over and over and over again, you become the villain many times in someone else's story. When instead of just writing you off as the villain, what I decided to, well, not decided, but what I discovered is that there is this anti-hero. You're still the protagonist. You're still moving along in your story. You're not quite the villain, at least not yet. But there are things that you're doing, the gifts and the powers that you've been used, uh, that that has been bestowed upon you, used in a particular way, and then that creates a f- specific downfall. And so there has to be a, a, a reworking, a framework, something that shifts so that you, in a sense, have to start over, but to then not just be on a different path, which is what the anti heros journey originally was, but to slingshot you back to answering the call again. So I'll go back, I'll go to this to, to this diagram first. So the first thing that you have to do is you have to realize that you were already reserved for purpose. Because many times when you get to the point that you've hit your rock bottom, you tend to say, well, it's over, it's done. It's too late to turn back or it's too late to become a new person, right? This reinvention idea, it, it's just too late and it's never too late. But you have to start with a philosophical understanding of who you are as a person and what has been bestowed upon you. Greatness. You were called to be a phenomenal individual, but you won't do anything about that if you don't believe it. So there's some work that has to do there, understanding that you are reserved for a purpose. But then there is the recognition of such reservation, the recognition that you do have these uh, skills, these superpowers. And then what you end up doing is you as the anti-hero begin to rebel against your call. So in this framework, you're starting to realize it, it, it can happen in two ways. It's, it's where you are actually going through this process and you're realizing, oh, wow, that's where I messed up in the rebellion phase. Or you're going through this process and it's happening in real time and you don't even know that you're in the rebellion phase just yet until you come out of it and somebody shows you what's going on. So the next stage is rebellion. You're using the gifts, the talents, the abilities that you have, but for your own selfish gain. It's not to serve other people. And so what happens is ultimate ruination. And yes, I love alliteration. And so the fourth stage, ruination, you're hitting rock bottom. You're not sure where to start or you're not sure where to go from here. And what you end up doing is telling yourself this strange yet sadistic narrative that this is all I'm going to be. So you oscillate between rebellion and ruination. And and your rock bottom just gets lower and lower and lower and lower until there's this opportunity and it happens time and time again. But many times you may not realize it until you hit a bottom and you stay there long enough to look up and to be still enough to realize that there is this moment of repentance. Just a Greek word, and because you know I love my alliterations, it had to be an R. So it just means to turn. You're tired of being tired. You're tired of staying in this state of rebellion and ruination. I have to make a change. But repentance is not enough. This idea, this thought, this desire really is what it is to turn around. Is not enough. What you have to do is you have to reposition yourself. So you go from the mental to the physical and so you're physically putting yourself in a position to turn around, whether if it's an accountability system or whether if it's just being in a new community or you're just re, uh, re, re, um, resetting your habits or whatever it is. And think about the paradigm, the triangle that we created. This is where in the repositioning, maybe your entire triangular paradigm changes all the way from the foundation, Right. To uh, your values and your beliefs. And then maybe now, instead of going from uh, your, you know, just like the reinvention, now we're actually looking at everything above that as well. So the reinvention, but then the realignment. What are those goals that are connected to and the vision that's connected to your values and beliefs? And then, of course, your habits that have to be not just tweaked, but maybe just revamped altogether. Right. And then you go from repositioning to restoration. Here's the thing I thought that that was it. Restoration, okay, you're done, and now you live your life as an anti-hero forever, that's it. But what actually happens is after you have adjusted your story, so here in this next slide here, as you can see, there's a call to adventure. You continuously refuse your call to adventure, so you hit failure. And so the anti heros journey is implemented to help to adjust your story and then slingshots you back to recovery so that you can answer the call once again. In other words, the call never goes away. You just so happen to go away. And then you think to yourself, because of the narrative, there's no way, there's no way that I can be the hero again. And I'm here to tell you that you are. That that's it. Now, why am I sharing this for two reasons? Number one, I was like, man, what am I going to talk about? There's there's how much of reinvention can I really share? And of course, there's the storytelling piece, which I really hasn't which I really haven't hit on just yet. But technically, this is part of that. Right. Reinventing your own story. Um, But there sometimes comes a point when there's things in your life. And this is one of them for me, the anti heros journey that just doesn't go away. Uh, not that it's necessarily a calling per se, but it's just one of the things that you might have created, stumbled upon, discovered, or you just realized is just part of what you do as a, as an individual, as a, pro- as a professional. For me, this is one of those things. I've done this for keynotes. I've done this for workshops. I've done this in trainings. Understanding how to reframe your story and then also how to tell it in the right way. So those are the seven R's. You're reserved for a purpose then there's this recognition of said reservation of the the superpowers that you have. You may choose to rebel. This is when you become the anti-hero. And now you have to start identifying it. Once you go through this full arc, identify when did you actually start to rebel? And remember, the rebellion is not necessarily hurting other people because it's really hurting yourself. What you're doing is you're taking your own skills, your gifts, and you are using it for your own selfish gain. And then the next thing, of course, is the runation. At some point, you are going to hit rock bottom. And when you do, you have to ask yourself, am I going to continue to tell myself the same narrative of this is who I am as an individual? Because sometimes that's what you're going to end up doing. And then you're going to oscillate from ruination to rebellion, to ruination to rebellion, until there's always a moment, there's always an opportunity to turn right? This repentance piece right there. And then from the turn, you have to be practical because if not, you'll always be stuck. There are many people, many anti-heroes who are no longer heroes because they just say, I desire to change, but they don't put in the particular systems, the practical things in place in order to make the change. And it's going to hurt. So that's where the repositioning comes in. It's the physical change, shift, things that you have to do in your life or things that you have to put in or the things that you have to take out. And of course, then the restoration, the realization, wow, I am a different person. I am a new person. Why is that key? That's key because as you can see here, and you know, I I created this and I don't even think I remembered or realized that I color-coded this in a way that is so crazy. Sometimes you create things and you don't even realize it. The reservation and the recognition is part of the call to adventure in the anti-hero's journey. The rebellion and the ruination is part of the refusal and the call and all of that before you go into the special world. The special world happens in the anti-hero's journey with the repentance repositioning. And then the restoration here, that blue, is the same as being the master of two worlds, the freedom to live. The restoration is similar to the reservation. You, You can't fully be restored until you realize, you recognize, you embrace, and you articulate that you are different. It's once again, in one of those posts that I shared with you, um, and I think I might've gotten it from the book, uh, uh, The Art of Not Giving an F, right? Where he says, listen, there's a difference between saying, I stopped smoking or I quit smoking six months ago versus I am no longer a smoker. I'm not a smoker anymore. And here it is where in the restoration piece, Of course, you're humbly knowing that you're probably just one decision away from being whoever you were, but in this right here, you are embracing and you're sharing and you're saying that I am new. And you don't necessarily have to tell the world I'm new, but your actions will show it, okay? All right, so where does that leave us? Well, there are a few things that I wanna wanna kind of leave you with. Um, The first one is simply this. There may be something right now that you have that is a gift and you may think that it's probably going to be repetitive. Uh, people might be tired of it. But if it's part of who you are, if it's a part of your story, continue to share it. I can't tell you how many times that I thought that this particular narrative, and let me, let me zoom out here. Let me uh, let me stop sharing so that you can see. Me. I can't tell you how many times when and I shared this, I thought that this probably might be the last time or you know it's just repetitive. It's only seven stages. I haven't done as much work as... Joseph Campbell did with The Hero with a Thousand Faces and, you know, the, the seminal work that he did to just create such a masterful uh, piece of not just literature, but research into understanding how the the historical and the philosophical and all the coals when it comes to storytelling is pulled from different cultures and, and places, parts of the world and even time periods. But every time I share this particular thing, someone is always touched by it. Every time I share this, there is a passion that's behind it. And it links to another thing, which is you don't have to look too far to find what you might be passionate or obsessed about. There's a reason why I created this exploratory podcast about storytelling and reinvention. Why? Because I enjoy it. I can't tell you the amount of times that I probably have seen or read something and I enjoy either, you know, not picking it apart, but critiquing it and talking about it, sharing my thoughts and ideas about the thing, about the story itself, or even better yet, looking at my own life and seeing how cinematic it can be, how parts of my life and events that have happened can occur in in uh, uh, almost like a, a plot that Steven Spielberg himself put together But why is that? It's because I see myself as the hero, not in a narcissistic way, but uh, a hero of my own narrative, which means I'm the one that is in control. I'm the one that can choose and make decisions and turns the page of my own chapter. You're the one that's in charge. You be the hero. Many of us are waiting for somebody else to do that for us so so that there's that piece um something that you just might have that's in front of you that you are given or have been gifted to share with the world there's that the second thing is this i'm just holding up a microphone using my smartphone with my dusty (laughs) computer here uh and it's probably breathing like it's got asthma And using my television in the background just to get that little bit of an ambiance light because if I were to turn it off, the lighting would be a little bit different. And y'all know how it was back in the day when we were live streaming with all the sculpting of the light and all of that. Yeah, sometimes you don't need all of that. You just need to stop where you are and share what you got. Listen, that's all I got for this podcast, y'all. And I do realize that it does feel and probably sound a little bit different than the others. And it's probably because I'm on video that's another thing too sometimes you 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 evolve or maybe enhanced based on the tools that you use but you don't need too many tools some of us get so bogged down by the amount of tools that we have to do something listen before this all I just used was the was a, the Apple voice record and the same microphone nothing deep and I'm hoping that it's not picking up from the computer microphone from this one so that at least it can sound somewhat clear, especially for those of you that are listening to this via audio. So that's that's it. Um, that's the podcast. If you do have any questions, any ideas, any feedback about this framework, trust this is probably going to be one of the things, if not the pivotal thing that's going to drive the rest of this podcast, but maybe not. Cause you know what I like doing? I like also explaining and sharing other people's stories at some point. I'm probably going to, uh, probably going to pull, pull people in and uh, have them go through their own stories. You know, I did this during the pandemic and it was a success. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how things pan out, but all I gotta say is that you probably have something within you right now. And it doesn't have to be, uh, major, you probably have been given a life lesson, gifted a life lesson or something to share with somebody else. It doesn't have to be big, be big at all. You know, the, the other thing is you've got all of these tools at your disposal, but just choose one thing. Don't overcomplicate it. Go straight forward. That sounded, that made sense in my head. Just go straight forward. I guess I was trying to say, just go for it. <laughs> it sounded like I was going to go straight forward. Um, And just love what you do. All right. So that's uh, the wrap of this. The other thing too, I realized is it's harder for me to say goodbye when I'm on video. I'm going to work on that. Tell my students the best way to just say it is just to say, thank you. And that's it. You're done. You don't have to drag things out when you're doing user interviews. So that's what I'm going to do here. Thank you. And come again. Oh, that was my sandal that made that noise, by the way, just so that you know, it wasn't any flatulence or anything like that. It really was a sandal. I don't know how good this mic isolation is, but just wanted to throw it out in there just in case it reached the audio, because I'm not editing this at all whatsoever. Thank you. I'll see you in the next episode. Or maybe you'll hear me, rather, in the next episode.